Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing. Again, I am your weekly host slash guest, Joe Debra. And hosting us today for part two of our previous section on is our sister Candice Phoebe. Sister Candice, take it away. Hello, everybody. I hope you are ready for the part two of our last week's discussion. Where are you going? A discussion on patience. And I know we learned so much last week. And you, I know you are, you are ready. You are ready just like I am. And we're going to just give ourselves a brief um, recap on what we learned last week. So if you were not able to listen, you can, you know, have an idea of what we all learned. And then we'll get back on track with the discussion. So Dr. Joe, uh, take it away as you give us a brief summary about last week's phenomenal knowledge that we all heard. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sister Candice, for uh, hosting us again. And um, uh, welcome back, dear listeners, uh, for part two. So um, last week, we uh, were uh, having a discussion, as uh, Sister Candice said, on patience. And uh, re- recall that one of the uh, pivotal things that we were talking about was that in the definition of patience itself is the concept or embedded in it is the concept that we do not have absolute control over time and right. outcome, but rather we have some say on how they go. And so we talked about how we are able to build patience from this perspective because if you know that you don't have control over time and outcome then you ask yourself how do i manifest patience because the manifestation of a virtue is embedded in your limitations of it what do i mean by that i mean for you to be able to exercise patience you need to first love you need to be able to love to the point of giving yourself and so we also talked about the idea or the understanding of sacrifice and then we talked about forgiveness one being able to forgive yourself is a a, a way of manifesting patience and then being able to forgive others, it takes the understanding of where people are in life, in their journey of life, for you to be able to forgive them. And so I recall that one of the uh, main things that we said was that um, the absence of movement is not an indication of lack of activity. And so when you sit down, the fact that you are sitting down waiting doesn't mean you are being patient. And, and we, uh, I remember, uh, recall one of the things, Sister Candice, you mentioned, which I thought was so true, was that you can be physically sitting there as in I'm waiting, but everything about you <laughs> could be screaming that I'm not here, I'm already gone. And so when you get to that point or that stage, then you're really no longer being patient. And so though you are waiting, you are not patient. And so we said not to confuse the idea of patience with waiting, that waiting is a part of patience, but patience 
on the other hand, it's not always uh, coincided or uh, it's not always realized when we are waiting. And we also talked about um, some of the ways that we uh, can develop patience. And I believe that's where we probably um, uh, ended the part ended. one of our discussion. And right. so some of the points that we had um, talked about was understanding times and seasons and knowing that seasons in life is not governed by clocks and calendars. Um, and that the, the, when you look at your life, your life shouldn't be governed by clocks and calendars because, I mean, if you live in a country like the United States of America, <laughs> um, each year, we, um, they say we spring forward, so we turn our clock up an hour, and then we fall back during the fall season an hour. And so if your life or the activities of your life is centered on this, then you find it very difficult to develop patience. But if you understand that seasons are orchestrated by divine principles and uh, divine purposes, and so you are not always in a rush to get to where your season hasn't taken you to. Um, and and um, the other thing we talked about, uh, way of developing patience is through gratefulness. And I know we spent a lot, a lot of time talking about what this really does mean. And also we talked about trusting the process and finally taking stock of um, life or situations in our lives. Right. Thank you for the recap, Dr. Joe. I think on in our, in our last discussion, there were some things that we, you know, we cut it short because of time. <laughs> we can, you know, go back into it so we can have the full, uh, I believe, the full knowledge of what we need to do. And I think one of them was um, how it manifests itself. There, I believe you cut it short. So how patient manifests itself, we can, if we can get the continuation of the list, um, because somebody may say, oh, I didn't hear how mine manifests, so I must be patient. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then maybe they are not, you know, so if we can. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, certainly we can um, kind of elaborate a little bit more on um, uh, uh, pick up from, I believe we talk, we looked at uh, four ways um, uh, that patience does uh, manifest itself. And uh, uh, the, the, the fifth way um, that patience does uh, manifest itself, I would say is through um, uh, uh, mindfulness. And uh, I will try to uh, explain this because uh, mindfulness is a very uh, broad uh, topic. Right. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, mindfulness is... Um, a, a, a treatment modality right now when uh, we talk about mood disorders such as anxiety, depression, and things of that nature, um, we, are, um, uh, uh, we employ mindfulness when we're treating such people. Um, but mindfulness goes beyond um, the scope of just relaxing. Um, uh, when we talk about mindfulness, um, it, it's, it encompasses uh, peaceful meditations, um, uh, uh, relaxing, obviously, is also part of it. And then making yourself wait, which I think is harder than uh, most people <laughs> most people realize because 
um, to manifest patience through mindfulness, I look at it as being able to be comfortable with where you are in life at the very moment. You know, I have a very, a very keen passion uh, for a few, uh, some of the characters in the Bible, and I like using biblical examples because I, I believe that they are facts. Um, they are things that not only historically happened, but they have morals and lessons that um, helps to build us for the future. And one of the characters that I am so drawn to is the character of Joseph. You know, he, if you are familiar with the um, story of Joseph, went through a lot in his life. He went through disappointment. He went through rejection. Betrayal. He went through betrayal. He went through pain. He went through being lied on. These are all things that in our journey in life, as we continue on this path to our purpose, these are things that we encounter. And to be able to manifest patience in the face of those things, you need to be able to accept where you are. And that is where mindfulness comes in. Because, you know, without accepting that these things happened to you, you don't give yourself the ability to actually heal from them. And so it kind of goes hand in hand that accepting that they happen to you puts you in a position to be able to heal from them. and. Once you heal from them, that is where you are able to get to a place of manifesting patience. If you don't heal from disappointments in your life or the people who lied and said all kinds of evil things about you that were not true, you cannot exercise patience because no matter what, you will always have that fear or that jog that it will happen to you again i'm not saying that forget about these things no remember in one of our don't serious conversations we talked about not forgetting to remember because like i said in part one i believe remembrance is a very key component to victory in life but you being able to remember the pain you went through, but using it as a fuel rather than as a motive to hurt others, but rather as a fuel to love, to forgive, to understand is where mindfulness comes in. And so I think that is um, a very key uh, manifestation of patience that we need to be able to um practice or put in uh, exercise uh, as we continue on our journey in life. And then uh, just one last um, uh, manifestation of patience so that we can uh, continue and not again run out of time is patience is manifested 
through trust. And I think that is <laughs> a huge thing in itself, trust. You know, if you don't trust, you can't be patient. If for my believers or my listeners out there, if you don't trust that your future will be better based on what you are doing now, you cannot exercise patience. And so this most of the time places out uh, itself out in our um, education. If you're in school and you have a major and you don't trust that that major can amount to any positive impact on your life, think about how you approach your classes. Or the, right. uh, in college, yes. we, have, we have certain um, uh, topics that we call essentials and then non-essentials or requirements, and uh, I forgot the actual name for it. Um, major and minor. Uh, not major and minor, but um, there are classes that you have to take mm. just to beat time. And so, for instance, I took anthropology as a biochemistry major. It had nothing to do with <laughs> biochemistry, but it's something, it's a course that I had like to take. elective classes, I believe. Electives or something. I, I, I think there's something about that, but uh, in, in, um, at this stage, we call them essentials and non-essentials. Oh. And non-essentials really is the courses that you just have to take. And so one of the other courses I took was the Renaissance, uh, religions of the world. They had no impact on my major as a biochemistry major. But I needed to do them in order to be able to meet the total credit requirements I needed to graduate college. And so we strolling into that class. Uh, I mean, in most cases, the teachers don't take it serious. And so we don't <laughs> take it serious ourselves. But I say that to help you realize how key the manifestation of trust is to patience because if you do not trust what you are doing will help in the future will make you more successful you don't invest in it as much as you need to and so you are not patient with that and so these are some of the ways that we manifest patience or patience manifests itself and then the broader uh, spectrum of how patience manifests itself is through wisdom, which mm. um, I think is a very key component of a life that um, without wisdom, all these things that we are saying becomes somebody's words or somebody's experience. You can't apply them to yourself. Remember, wisdom is the rightful application of knowledge. What we are doing is giving you information. Information is knowledge, but wisdom is to be able to apply them apply. and apply them in the right places and in the right situations. And so I believe that patience also does manifest itself through wisdom because it enables you to be able to apply um, uh, to specific things, specific information or knowledge. Right, right. 
Thank you, Dr. Joe. See, I told you we needed it all. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the last one really hits home because um, like he was saying, every knowledge that you are, um, you know, just soaking it in. If without wisdom, I don't think it will do any good. It will make any impact or be become beneficial to you. So wisdom is really, really needed. And when he was talking about mindfulness, um, what I realized was being mindful also leads you into being grateful, you know, with the grateful aspect, because when you are mindful, you you put yourself in the center of what you have, what you lost, you know, what could have been, what didn't happen. And at the end of the day, you, you get to a place of I'm alive or, you know, I have come this far and things like that. So being mindful can also tie into, you know, the gratitude aspect of patience. And we are going on to what patience cost us, you know, when we lose patience, what does it cost us in our life, in our careers, in our destiny, in the people around us, what do we lose? You know, when, when we lose patience, what do we lose when we lose patience? (laughs) Oh goodness. Uh, God gives us grace um, to be able to, um, in our, in our short time, um, elaborate on this um, so that we can provide some healing for our listeners. The cost associated with losing patience, dear listener, is deadly. And there is no nicer way of me putting it. Because, you know, with all that we have talked about as far as patience is concerned in part one and the first half of this conversation, when you lose patience, One of the first things that happens is that you tend to settle for less than the best. You know, um, I once had someone uh, say it this way, uh, and I I thought it was so interesting. Um, he, he, He said that everybody prays for an open door or an opportunity in life because for you to enter into your success, you will need an opportunity. In other words, opportunities are the doors of life through which we enter to get into our place of success. But what he said was that be careful the door that you open because even prisons have doors. (laughs) Nobody enters the prison without going through a door. And so if you are not careful, and that is where patience come in, if if you are not patient, my dear listener, you may open the door that by the time you realize when you shut it, imprisoned you. And so when you are, Walking through life as you are searching for opportunities, searching for the places where you will be able to show your abilities and broadcast your capabilities, you need to exercise patience. You know, one preacher said that when God promises to give you a million dollars next month or in one month the devil will bring you 200 
thousand dollars this week. <laughs> and I think that is so true because it is to test your patience. It is to test your character. And so losing patience can cost you the best, which in this example, from gaining the million dollars or from opening the right door to your success or to your destiny in life because you lost patience. Another thing that happens when we lose patience is that we succumb to pressure in life. And I see this in various aspects of our lives today because, you know, people, when we lose patience, are not able to wait for our time. So there is a saying that they live beyond their means. You, 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 you know that you just graduated from school, that you, you are just starting out on your career. But because you are impatient, because you have lost that character, that virtue, you go out and you buy something that you can't afford. And so you have spent so much time, energy, effort, money. Remember I was saying in um, our first section that we spent all these resources to prepare us for the opportunity. And now is the opportunity for you to start enjoying the training that you have done, the commitment, the sacrifices that you made. Now is the time for you to be able to start enjoying them. But because you are not patient with your success, with the career that you got, you've now come in bringing in more stress or more debt. And so instead of enjoying the fruit of all the training, all the schooling, all the exams that you took, you are going through life still stressed because of impatience. And it's interesting because one thing I realized through my study of scripture and listening to preachers and my, my study is that when you lose patience or if you don't take the time to wait for your promise, you may get something that will fight your promise in the future. And the classic example is Abraham and Sarah. Abraham had a promise to birth Isaac, but losing their patience with this promise gave birth to Ishmael, who became a thorn for Isaac. Losing their patience with that brought Hagar into the house to be a thorn in the side of Sarah. So when we lose patience, we succumb to the pressures of life. We give birth to the things that will fight our destinies and our purpose in life. Mm. And that's why I said losing patience is deadly. 
and I hope you are with us, dear listener. Um, these are difficult stuff, but <laughs> I pray that God gives you some healing through what we are talking about today. Another thing that happens when we lose patience, and I alluded to this, is that we increase our stress level. So physically, mentally, emotionally, we start developing all sorts of diseases, high blood pressure, heart attacks, stroke, anxiety, depression, obesity. My dear listener, is in part as a result of stress. We have something we call medically stress eating, that people go through stress and they just eat because they eat in their stress away. They train to prevent themselves from being stressed. And by the time they realize they have the disease called obesity. And now they have to invest time, money, resources again to kill the disease that they created because of impatience. And I also will talk about the concept of babies again. I know I used it in our first part, so I want to um, take it a step further. Do you know that when a baby is not patient enough in the mother's womb to wait until the nine months before they are birthed, their name changes. They are no longer called a full term, term, but rather a (laughs) pre-term, a pre-mature baby. And pre-term, friends, from a medical perspective, comes with so many medical complications. It takes the grace of God that some of us have preterm babies and they come out and everything is okay. Preterm means that not all your organs are formed or they are formed, but not all your organs are developed enough to be able to handle the stresses and the, 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 the conditions of the natural world. You know, there is something we say that the the womb is one of the most perfect environments a child will ever be in. And so I remember uh, during my training, I used to uh, make a joke with my colleagues that the first cry of a baby, which is so important to medical personnel, is really the baby's announcement (laughs) of the chaos that they are brought into. Because, you know, when they are in their mother's womb, everything is so cozy. And (laughs) and I say this as a joke, by the way. But then as soon as you give birth, the baby come out and they are like, there is noise here. There is lights flashing. There are people (laughs) screaming. There are people crying. There are people cheering. And so they just give a scream as to, what did I get myself into? And... I know it's a joke, but it's really how I see the baby's first cry. That you took me out of a perfect world and brought me here. But imagine coming into this chaotic world prematurely. Mm. Coming when your organs, your lungs are not 
to the point where they will be able to sustain themselves, you end up needing incubators and all those things. So losing your patience can lead to increased stress levels, which can bring all these things to pass. And then I know we running out of time, so I, I, I want to kind of go through the next two or three points fairly quickly before we take the next question. And that is, when you lose your patience, you lose your joy. And you lose your joy through sometimes losing relationships. And also sometimes by limiting opportunities in your life. You know, one may ask, how do you lose relationships by losing your joy? Have you ever been around a negative person before? <laughs> they drain the life out of you. And that is a result of losing your joy, which can happen when you lose patience. The more negative a person becomes, sub uh, allow me to submit to you that the more difficult it becomes to relate to them. And that is why we hate separations, divorce, death, and all these kinds of separations because they produce a lot of negative emotion. And so it becomes very difficult to handle those things. And then you also have to realize that when I say it limits our opportunities, for our business owners and CEOs and people who <laughs> employ other people out there listening to us or watching us, do you like hiring negative people? <laughs> do you like hiring people who have a negative approach to work? People who don't come to the workplace with a smile? I once heard a story that there are some companies or some um, careers that being able to smile and smile big is actually a requirement for you being hired. Oh. <laughs> Imagine going to the restaurant to pick up your food from the cashier who is always frowning. Look at how awkward that conversation becomes. And that is what happens when we lose patience or when we lose our joy. And in fact, I will go as far as to say, even negative people don't want to be around negative people. <laughs> they don't want to even be around themselves. Be around your own self. <laughs> and then another thing that losing patience does is that it creates conflict and i kind of alluded to this um when i talked about the story of abraham and sarah that if you are not patient in life the thing that you rushed to attain or to go take can become the very thing that prevents you from reaching your destination in life and so friends 
without taking too much of your time today, I want you to realize how difficult life can be without patience. How perplexing life can get when you lose patience. And so the next time you are tempted, and I will use the word tempted, because we are tempted day in and day out to lose patience. There are so much stresses in life that you always have to be on guard to maintain, to manifest patience as we talked about in part one and the earlier sections of today. Realize when you are tempted to lose your patience, the cost to you if you buy into it. I'll hand it over to Sister Candice for our final question. <laughs> um, so that was a lot, uh, listeners. I know you agree with me that that was a lot of knowledge that we can, you know, you can replay as many as you want, pause it, think about it, go back to it. But um, in everything he was saying, I was just thinking when you lose patience, you lose control of your life, literally. Every aspect of your life you will not be able to ground yourself or everything around you. And I know that whatever we are saying, we are not saying it's easy to do, you know, practicing patience or living according to the, um, you know, being mindful and certain things. It's not, it's not something that you can just switch on the light bulb. It's so, so difficult, but the only the only way that you can get there, the only way that you can consistently live in it is when you are mindful of where you are going, uh, where you are and things like that. I think that really helps, but it's not an easy journey. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really not. It's very, very difficult. So don't think we are taking it lightly that we have attained the highest patience of all. <laughs> but <laughs> but I always say, you know, just because the teacher does not know everything doesn't mean that they should stop teaching, you know. So mm-hmm. just because we are not there does not mean the little wisdom that we have, we cannot share it. So I hope you take this in good light and in good faith. But the last question I want to throw at Dr. Joe is um, so when it, when the, in the aspect of patience, can we say that someone has it more than the other? You know, someone has more patience and what got that person there? Is it an environment? Is it how they were brought up? You know, because we want to give viewers uh, a perspective of, you know, not blaming yourself like, oh, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm probably not, someone is better than me because I haven't been able to attain this, this amount of patience you know could it be an environment could it be how they were brought up you know could it be life situations you know um, yeah so absolutely um there are levels to uh patience just as um i personally believe that every good thing in life has levels to it uh when you take a walk with god for instance um uh when you first accept jesus you become a newborn babe and so you have to grow, you have to mature. And um, it's the same way with patience. That is, um, like you rightly pointed out, it's a very difficult thing to do. But the fact that it's difficult doesn't mean that you don't it's try to do it. And so there are people who are in this journey of life, they have enough experiences and enough knowledge in their repertoire to 
be more advanced and so it's easier for them to be able to reach out to some of the things that we are talking about it's easier for some people to be able to reach out to love or reach out for forgiveness um uh for instance uh, i remember uh we recently had a message about the uh, under gas waterfall where the preacher was talking about um christians viewing themselves as under a waterfall of grace that so much forgiveness has been poured down on them by god and when you are able to see yourself under this waterfall it's not difficult for you to fetch a cup of water for somebody else who needs your forgiveness and so um the the stages we are in life certainly does play a role as to how much patience or our level of um being able to exercise patience but yes you were 100% right uh, sister candace um our upbringing has a very important role to play in patience or developing patience um for instance if you grew up in a house where there is always conflict and fighting and accusations and people um lying on you and people saying all sorts of things that are not true it becomes very difficult for you to build patience as a character and so um uh, to our viewers out there some of you may even be new to this whole concept of patience you may have tuned in today or last time thinking that waiting and patience was the same thing and they not and so the place we are brought up the our experiences in life though i did allude to the positive parts of it the negative parts of it can also be there if you have been beat down all your life it will be very difficult if you get one opportunity to sister and say <laughs> i'm going to wait for the other one and continue to work on this you want to amass as many opportunities as you can and unfortunately that tends to be kind of the uh, the mindset of our, our our time which i think is doing a lot of uh, detriment to us the young people because we don't get the privilege to mature some right. of us um we don't we don't get the opportunity to mature into our calling to grow into our purpose because we want it's all about how much you can get how much you can amass and so that certainly does uh, play a role in there and um i will uh, end it there because our time i know is fast spent uh, mm-hmm. for you today thank you dr joe and thank you listeners out there for um listening tuning in today to the part 2 of um where are you going a discussion on patience i do know that um like we said it's not an easy thing but you can attain it and as we have learned today patience is not just waiting it's an it's a character it's an act to be performed in our daily life or you know it's something that we have to live according to daily So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll leave it back to Dr. Joe to give us the closing of today's discussion on patience.
Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Sister Candice, uh, for hosting us um, again for the part two of our conversation on where are you going. And thank you so much, dear listeners, for sticking with us. And um, we, we are so thankful uh, for your life. Um, we, we thank God so much uh, for the grace he has given us, but also for the grace that he has given you uh, to be able to take the little knowledge that we share and implement them in rightful places um, through wisdom. Um, the, 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 what I want to sh- uh, summarize for you really is very simple, and our time is fast spent, so I'll be very brief. And that is, as we were talking about at the very tail end of this discussion, nobody was born in life with patience. It's something that we all have to work at and the fact that you are not very good in it or manifesting patience today doesn't mean you cannot get to the point where you can one way i challenge myself day in and day out is when i see people who are exhibiting traits or characters that are very profound and very um educated and very um uh, success driven I look at them and I say, oh, for the grace to be able to do or live like they are living. And I know that it's all a matter of time. As long as you are doing the right things, as long as you are following in the right path. You know, I I am a believer. And so I always tell you this, and I am not shy about it, that I believe that the ultimate um, a goal or success of everyone or anyone is discovering their purpose in life and being able to work towards that purpose. Remember, life is a journey, but through impatience, you may mistaken your resting place to be your final destination. Right. Your journey doesn't end where you are right now. It takes patience for you to be able to know Nobody is saying don't rest. Nobody is saying don't take time off. But patience is that virtue that keeps you always knowing that no matter what, seasons and time will change. And when they change, what you are doing today is supposed to equip you for where you will be tomorrow. And so we hope and pray that our conversation on patience um, impacts your life and helps as you journey in life and pursuing whatever it is that you have been called to pursue in life. Again, where are you going? Patience is a virtue. And friends, we can all attain it. God bless you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you same time next week for another thought-provoking and life-changing topic. Bye-bye.